Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Time for school. Rock school with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Welcome to the Tripping Over Our Tongue Show. Class is in. Rock School Radio Show. I don't know. Is, is this? We, we had this conversation last week. Is this the seventh anniversary, or was last week the seventh I, anniversary? I think it's this week. This week? I oh, think yeah, it's, well, yeah. Happy, happy anniversary. Happy, thank you very much. Happy birthday to us, I guess. I don't know. Is it an anniversary or happy birthday? Hey, in the first break which is always about 20 after or so, the person who first filled that seat over there where Monique is sitting, uh, Chad Pierce. Yay. He, he came back. He came back and visited the station. I happened to be here, and I said, get in the studio, and uh, let's find out where you've been for the past, what's that been, a year and a half? Something Round like about. That, right about. So uh, in the first break, you'll simply hear from Chad, and if you're interested, whatever happened to him, he's going to tell you. Now... Monique, I'm Joe Burns, by the way, you are. Monique Gregoire. Okay, on this show, I'm going to do a uh, a question for you here, Monique, that I often asked many of my dates. It was my icebreaker question. <laughs> Have you ever had a near-death experience, Monique? Uh, I don't know. I broke my neck in a car accident once. Did you really? Would you call that a near-death experience? It's as close as you are. You're closer than me. I've <laughs> never been that close. You it sounds a lot neck? worse. Yes, and the story behind it's a lot Okay, well, we'll hang off on that. That yeah. sounds like a bad high school thing, but it was actually first semester of college, and it oh. sounds a whole lot worse because it's what's called a teardrop fracture. Yeah, so it's just a tiny piece of the spine that broke off and turned into a calcium deposit. Oh well, that's it, huh? Yeah, exactly. Just that. Oh well, I got shot in the head, but it's not that bad. I'll just it's, it's a tiny piece of the head that broke off. Oh, I just say my poor mom. Wow. Okay, well, after that, let's go on with the show. Uh, we're talking about rock stars who have had near-death experiences or who have died, but we're not going to talk about Nikki Six, or maybe we will just bring him up later on. Mm -hmm. These are rock stars who, earlier on in their career, had a shot at dying. Mm -hmm. And the question then is, if they had died, what would we have missed? What would we not have from them? Hmm. And you know, would they still have been the rock stars that they are today huh. had they passed away? Let's begin with this. You know Leonard Skinner, obviously, many of the band members died in a plane crash. Right. A Convair CV-300. Well, in 1977, when the plane was purchased, did you know that Aerosmith was attempting to purchase the exact same plane? I didn't. Not the same model. The exact same plane. The exact same plane, huh. but were warned off it by people who were working for the band, so that's not a very good plane. And then it was purchased by the people of Leonard Skinner. So they didn't get that memo. They, they did not they got get it pretty that cheap. memo. Yes, they did. Now, it's entirely possible that had Aerosmith purchased that plane or rented mm -hmm. that plane, they would have died in that 1977 wow. plane crash. If they had, they would not have given us come together, dude looks like a lady, ragdoll, loving an elevator, what it takes, the other side. Much of their second 
career, right? The 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 collaboration between Run DMC and Aerosmith oh. bringing rap and rock together. I mean, rap and rock probably would have come together, but it would not have been done with Aerosmith. Would Aerosmith be Aerosmith like they are today, the number one selling American rock blues band, period? No. No, I think it would have crushed them as well. They would have been a footnote of 70s rock and roll. Right, well, and exactly. They were so big in the 80s, and that's where most of my generation gets them from. Right, and if they'd have died in 78... That would have been it. They'd have been this drug-rattled band, mm-hmm. and that would have been that. So, luckily, they didn't do that, and yeah. the near-death experience did not occur for Aerosmith. Very yeah. happy about that. Here is Aerosmith on Rock School. The Jaded you. Coming out of Aerosmith, I can't get past the fact that you broke your neck. <laughs> I, oh, I, you just told me the whole story off air. We don't have time for it on air, but you yeah, broke your neck. I did. Oh. That was a rough year for my parents. Man. Okay, how about this one? Near-death experiences here on Rock School today. Would the rock stars have been the rock stars? Well, here's one where flat out the rock star would not have been the rock star. Okay. In 1936, a Category F5 tornado, I mean the biggest one you could possibly have, rips mm-hmm. through the town of Tupelo, Mississippi, killing 233 people. Guess who was in Tupelo, Mississippi in 1935? Elvis. Elvis Presley was one year old. He obviously survives mm-hmm. the tornado. But what would the rock and roll landscape have looked like had there been no Elvis Presley? Wow, totally different. Right. Totally I, different. I think Carl Perkins would have remained the king of rock and roll. Of course, if, you know, again, you have to deal with this, you know, if you go back in time, don't touch anything <laughs> or you'll change. If Carl Perkins then continued the way he did and got into his car accident, which took him out of the picture, in uh, he, he crashed in Norfolk, Virginia, 1956, okay. who would have been, because Elvis Presley took his place, right? Johnny Cash, would that have been, Roy Orbison, oh, somebody no. would have had to step up, and I do believe it would have been somebody out of Sun Studios, because that's where it was all coming from at that time, but right. if there was no Elvis Presley, then... Who? Jerry Lee Lewis? Not bad, but see, Jerry Lee Lewis shot himself in the foot by marrying his 13-year-old <laughs> cousin, and it all got caught when he went over to, to the UK. That's and true. I know by today's standards, you know, oh, that's a terrible thing, blah, 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 you know. <laughs> but back then, it destroyed his career just long enough that he would never have been the king of rock and roll. Hmm. Good parlor discussion, I guess. Now, here's <laughs> another one. Waylon Jennings. Okay. Yes, that Waylon Jennings. I mean, right. the the country artist. Did you know when Buddy Holly was touring around with the Big Bopper and Richie Valens, obviously mm-hmm. the plane crash that killed. Right. Waylon Jennings was the guitarist for Buddy Holly. Really? And was supposed to be on that airplane that killed Buddy Holly, the Big Bopper, and... Wow. Richie Valens. The only reason he is on or was not on that airplane mm-hmm. is because the Big Bopper had the flu and screamed and yelled at him, oh, come on, man, don't make me get on that bus. Don't make me do this. I'm, I got the flu. Wow. And finally, Waylon Jennings, who was, you know, a sub act, mm-hmm. finally said, okay, okay, okay. And the story goes, and, and Jennings says this is one of the reasons he had a, a terrible problem with alcohol. Mm-hmm. The story goes that uh, as... 
the the big bopper is leaving, mm-hmm. he turns back around to Jennings and sort of rubs salt in the wounds. I hope your bus freezes, and Jennings <gasps> yells back at him, I hope your plane crashes. Wow. I know. How'd you like to have that in your head? For the rest of your life. Right. Jennings' first real album comes out in 64, but in 59, he'd have been wiped off the musical map. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. Right. So you would have missed all these massive songs and and a lot of people would say well in the timeline someone else would have just written it you know the thousand monkeys at a thousand typewriters yeah but didn't Waylon Jennings do the uh, Dukes of Hazard theme song well yeah Wasn't that Waylon Jennings? I think so but still again thousand monkeys at a thousand typewriters we would have yeah. never had him thus we would have never missed him uh, and we'd have never gotten this one I ain't living long like this it's Waylon Jennings on rock Store. I look for trouble and I found it some Straight down the barrel of a lawman's gun I try to run but I don't Okay, got time for one more before the break. Okay. You like Elton John? I do. All right, Elton John, long career. Right. Long career. I believe the first artist, I may be wrong about this, but I believe the first artist to have had two albums debut at number one. Oh, okay. I mean, stunningly popular. If you look up cocaine in the dictionary, there's probably a picture of Elton John. (laughs) And my guess is he's in the big duck costume playing the piano. Okay. Did you know that he overdosed in 1975 in did, Los Angeles? Didn't know that, but it doesn't surprise me. I'm surprised this is the first one that we're getting to that's drug-related. Right, yeah. I've kind of pulled those back because they're, <laughs> they're so all over the place. But yeah, he OD'd in Los Angeles, and it was apparently very, very bad. I know, an OD, that's very bad. Yeah, <laughs> apparently there are levels of them. Okay. And this was actually during Elton John week in Los Angeles, so that would have been a great time to die. Wow. Right. He... He came very, very close to dying. Now, let's say he did die Mm -hmm. in 75. What would we not have had? Well, Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy, Mm -hmm. Rock of the Westies, Blue Moon, Victim of Love, Jump Up, Too Low for Zero, Breaking Hearts, every one of them platinum albums. No Disney, none of the Disney stuff. Would have probably all been done mm-hmm. by Randy Newman or Phil Collins anyway. Isn't wasn't that their usual go-to for yeah. Disney? But yeah, Elton John would have literally missed twenty-one albums. That's awful. Now again, would he have been Elton John or would he have been sort of a Leonard Skinner? We like them. Right. They're nice. They have a definitive catalog. Mm-hmm. But it ends. It ends right here. Yeah. It's just not a. There. It's not a legend. Elton John is a legend. He's popular, but he wouldn't have been Elton John. Right. Yeah, doubt it. Here is Elton John on Rock School.
First break on the Rock School Radio Show, and you you finally came. You missed last week. You missed the seventh me, anniversary. Me, 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 me. Kid in the Kid back. Kid in the back. Hello. Kid in the back. Chad Pierce comes by. Congratulations on new jobs and all of that. You haven't been in the studio in how long? About a year and a half? About a year and a half, yeah. And all kind of new stuff. And I don't, you know, it's a shiny and uh, it depreciates and all that. <laughs> Chad, welcome back. I am so happy to be here. You have a big beard. I do. I what, grew it. It's much larger. Doing? Well, I, I had to have, you know, facial surgery, and they implanted beards. Okay. It goes on. Well, Where, it, it suits you very well. Thank you. Where have you been in the past year and a half? Tell our audience. I have been working, uh, I have been DJing, and I have been making babies. That, that's true. That's the apparently all, all I do. <laughs> can I say your first name on the sure air? Sure you can. Stephanie mm-hmm. uh, is once again with child. You yep. have a, a young son already. Yep. And go ahead. What is it, a boy or girl? It is a... Boy, a boy. Yes. So a second boy is coming in. You lucky duck. You Got don't another, have to deal with a girl. Another DJ. You know, and I actually, when we found out that it was a boy, you know, the first thing that popped in my head is What's God that? is my witness. I don't have to pay for a wedding. <laughs> I swear to you, that's what I thought. I don't have to pay for a wedding now. Good for you. So, but, well, you don't know. Maybe, maybe the girl he'll marry has absolutely no money. Some, yeah, some to, some young lady, nothing. Way to ruin that dream. See, there, Took it right Doc. out. Uh huh. You sure did. Well, I have been listening to the show. I love what I'm hearing. Good. Um, I I scream at the radio. <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. No, I'm never wrong. And and I just oh, won't admit it when I am. Sometimes it's just uh, it's so hard to fight the air to just bust in there and challenge you on some things. I wish you'd stop by more often. The problem is, uh, you're you're no longer a a local person. You've moved a good hour hour and a half away yeah we're uh we're, we're really close to uh, where my son goes to school and uh when i left the show and started doing my post uh, master's degree uh work right uh, that only lasted about a year maybe a year and a couple of months and then another company picked me up uh so i'm doing uh even more strenuous work at a specific site but i don't have to travel which is good for my pregnant wife, right? Uh, but I work probably a good fifty plus hours a week, and then I do the weddings on the weekends. So I just, right. uh, you know, I, I graduated into this big boy world, and apparently they want you to work. Yeah, and from what I understand, you make serious coin compared to what what you used to make. Compared to what man. I used to make, we're we're very blessed. Uh, yeah. But I would be lying to you if I said I don't think about rock school at least once every other week. I was going to say if if you could make the same amount of money you are right now. Would you, would you come back to radio tomorrow? I kind of thought tomorrow the same thing. I would. I know. You know I would. I know, and I know you have to go. I hate to I hate to cut it off so quick, but I wanted the audience to to hear your voice, hear what had happened to you, and uh, hear that you have nothing but good fortune right now. And uh, this may be the seventh anniversary. I may I may have done the mathematics incorrectly. So <laughs> here you are, and uh, I appreciate it. Can you can you make fun of Shreveport just one more time for us? Hello, KSCL in Shreveport, Louisiana. I have to do my taxes. You guys don't do taxes. That's right. They never do taxes. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Back in a minute on Rock School. All 
right, coming out of the break, having spoken with Chad Pierce, he was not here in the studio. We recorded that, what, four days ago? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, he came in to have his taxes done in Hammond, still. He still comes by, like, once a month, every other month to visit. But finally, I was here when he came. Right. So we could do this thing. So that was nice. Talking about near-death experiences, would the rock stars still have been the rock stars? Now, it was 20 years ago, gosh, on the 4th, I believe, uh, April 4th, that Kurt Cobain killed himself. Yeah, I remember that. Well, let's talk Kurt Cobain. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, by killing himself, it's not a near-death experience. Right. But did you know... After he performed on Saturday Night Live for the first time, would have been Nirvana. Okay. That was January of 1992. Kurt Cobain did a heroin ball so large it almost killed him. Wow. So that would have meant, had he passed away then, mm-hmm. no in utero, right. no live album from Unplugged, no marriage to Courtney Love. Wow. No daughter blatantly mm-hmm. so would simply the album bleach which mm-hmm. obviously became a fairly decent hit after after um nirvana's first album came out mm-hmm. what well, bleach was their first album but you know their their album that was huge obviously. Uh, never mind right yeah when that came out so now we've got bleach we've got never mind is that enough for nirvana to be nirvana now they started the movement nationally. Blatantly, mm-hmm. they didn't start the movement. That was up in Seattle. Okay. But they sort of broke it nationally. Is that enough? I think I think so. You think so? Because that was, never mind, was already out. You don't right? think they need, oh yes, you don't okay. think they needed um, in utero to, to have heart-shaped box to say, hey, look, we can do it again. No. No, I really think they were that that album was a standalone. I, I really think that's what made them and that's what people remember. Until you just said in utero, I forgot about it. Really? And was, yeah, and I was in high school in the 90s. So. I, hate, I hate to say this, but I think In Utero is the better of the two albums. Oh, I, probably so. But I think it is. I forgot it existed. Nirvana, Come As You Are in Rock School. Coming out of Nirvana, I have to disagree with you. I just don't think they would have been as big. Just don't think they would have. No, I think they needed. I think they needed in utero and the mm-hmm. live album. I don't hear people screaming about. Never mind. I, I hear people screaming about the live album. I hear that's the what live I hear album about. was bu- was good. I actually have that one. That's what I hear about. Mm-hmm. All right, bottom of the hour. My name is Joe Burns. You are Monique Gregoire. Back to another set of near death experiences. After we do this, seven days, seventy seconds. These are the rock dates: April seventh all the way through April thirteenth. Something happened on each one of these dates. You have Monday, Monique. Go. April seventh, nineteen sixty-seven. San Francisco's KMPX becomes the first FM radio station to play deep cuts from albums. Rather than merely singles, a free-form non-format that will soon transform rock radio. April 8, 1956, the Johnny Burnett Trio makes its TV debut, performing Train Kept a Rollin' on ABC's Ted Max Amateur Hour. Hmm. 
April 9, 2008, Elton John's Benefit Concert at Radio City Music Hall raises $2.5 million for Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. Yeah. April 10, 1956, Leo Fender patents the successor to the Telecaster. He called it the Stratocaster. April 11, 1970, in Germany, Fleetwood Mac founding member Peter Green, having just come down from a long acid trip, announces his intention to leave the band to follow an obscure religion. He did. He, he basically walked around Germany for two years. He was wow. a bum. Oh, yeah. He had psychotic problems. <laughs> April 12, 1973, Stevie Wonder becomes the first rock star to appear on PBS's Sesame Street. Aww. A, a slew follow after that. <laughs> April 13, 1969, Diana Ross makes her first television appearance as a solo act, performing on Dinah Shore's NBC special. Do you like Depeche Mode? I do. Okay, talking about near-death experiences. Two or three shows ago, we talked about rock and roll hotels. Right. In the Sunset Marquee Hotel in L.A., Dave Gunn of Depeche Mode mm-hmm. takes a speedball mm-hmm. and it kills him. For two minutes, Dave is dead. For two minutes. Two minutes. Okay, they revive him. It's, it's the Nikki Sticks story, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Nikki Six. I don't know why. My brain always wants to say Sticks for some reason. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> big Dennis DeYoung fan. Okay. So there he is. He's dead. Now, this happened in 96. Mm-hmm. Depeche Mode, although not very big here in the United States, mm-hmm. was and is humongous over in Europe and the UK oh. and such. Okay. But in the United States, they've had one monster hit, Personal Jesus. Right. That came out in 1989. So the band was set. Would the near death of Dave Gunn mean anything in the United States? I think so. You do really? I, I do think so oh, because see, I, I can think of some. Yeah, I think it was a. I think it would have been a footnote. Mm. I think their catalog was set, and and that would be it. I haven't no heard good. anything from Depeche Mode that's worth playing more than twice since Personal Jesus. <laughs> you don't think? You, you don't agree with me? I'm trying to think of the song of the one song. See, my point is made. <laughs> Depeche Mode, Personal Jesus on Rock School. Reach out, touch space. All right, second break here in Rock School. Here's a couple we are not going to play. You like Eminem? I do. Do you? Okay, every so often we'll listen to him. He has uh, had a few attempts at rehab. Mm-hmm. You think so? Pills, <laughs> yeah. Well, he had a friend die in 2006. The guy's name is Deshaun Proof Holton. Was killed in a bar fight in 2006. Hmm. It says here that Eminem spiraled into a depression and a dependency on Vicodin and Ambien. Ooh. Yeah, he told Headline News that at least once he was a couple hours away from death, overdosed, and almost died. Hmm. Had he died, we would not have received the Marshall Mathers II album, Relapse and Recovery. Mm-hmm. Relapse and Recovery are both albums. Would he still have been Eminem, or would he have been sort of written off as another tragedy in the world of rap? I think he would have been written off. Oh, would you? Mm-hmm. See, I think he'd have still been Eminem. I think he would have, you know, been... The rap world is is very good about bringing up new artists, and mm-hmm. they're very good about remembering those who have left. The Think Notorious B.I.G. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think he was big enough. He'd have been one of the remembered ones. Possibly. He'd have shown up. They'd have, they'd have turned him into a hologram. <laughs> Tony Bennett. Remember Tony Bennett? Yeah. 
he well, obviously was was big mm-hmm. um, and then had a terrible waning and then all of a sudden was huge when MTV's uh, Unplugged came out. Yeah, I do and remember that. Everybody in the world wanted to sing with him and has sort of a second career now. Hmm. Did you know he also fought in World War II? I didn't. That's and, pretty cool. And not just sort of was an entertainer. He was an infantryman with rifle in hand at the Battle of the Bulge. Wow. December 1944. Huh. He that's really neat. He could have easily been shot and killed right there and mm-hmm. never left my heart in San Francisco. I mean, he could have died right there on the ground. The one I want to talk about, though, in the 1970s, he had had a huge you know, career mm-hmm. and was in Vegas and... Big drug habit because his career had just right off the edge of the cliff. Ah. Overdosed, and he claims had a near-death experience. And it was Hmm. one of those that you hear about. White light, warm Mm -hmm. glow, you're wonderful, everything is good, Mm -hmm. but your time isn't up, go back. Hmm. It was one of those. I wouldn't put him with drugs. I don't know. He was. So had we lost him, we'd have not had that entire second career that he had through MTV. Would he still have been Tony Bennett? I don't think so, because it's the waning. Mm -hmm. And without that resurgence, an entire generation would have had no idea who he was. Like me. None whatsoever. Hello, KFOK, San Francisco, actually Sacramento, California. Let me do one more since we missed it in the first break. KSKQ, Ashland, Oregon. Who do you have? Radio Universe. Oh, give it a shot. (laughs) I know, it's foreign. Radio Universidad in Salamanca, Spain. Welcome to the Tripping Over Our Tongue show. Yeah, Thank you it. very much. Back in a minute on Rock School. All right, coming out of the break, do you know who Taylor Hawkins is? Is the name sounds familiar? Foo Fighters, yes, drummer for the Foo Fighters. I love Foo Fighters. Okay, now you probably know this that Dave Grohl is a drummer, mm-hmm. and most of the recordings of the drumming uh-huh. for the Foo Fighters is done by Dave Grohl. Okay, however, Dave Grohl does not sit behind the drums during the Foo Fighters show. I mean, he may do right. a song or two, but he's out front with the guitar, mm-hmm. right? So he needs a drummer. Taylor Hawkins is the drummer. Fine. Back in 2001, Hawkins overdoses on heroin. If you'd like to see it, the entire thing is detailed in a documentary called Foo Fighters Back and Forth. Oh, that sounds good. Not only does he overdose, he is put into a two-week induced coma so he doesn't die. Wow. Oh, yeah. He sent himself out bad. At the moment... He is, so he says, Mm -hmm. clean and horribly embarrassed by the entire ordeal Mm -hmm. and hates the documentary because he is not, as he says, I'm not that open a person. Uh, I don't want this out. But what are you going to do? You did it and maybe it's a a warning to other people. Right. So hopefully. Okay. Had he he passed? Mm -hmm. One by one in your honor, echoes silence, wasting light, all my life, low, the pretender, rope slew of other singles but see hawkins is more the live drummer right would it have mattered would it have been anything other than sort of a a footnote hey you remember that blonde guy who played for the foo fighters he overdosed and Mm -hmm. they'd have found another drummer they wouldn't have disbanded right i I can't imagine do you think they would have no i don't think so i mean i i had never knew the guy was in there 
it would have been, I mean, Dave Grohl would have made a huge deal of it. Right. Because I, I think that's kind of a person he is. Right. He would have made a very large goodbye. Mm-hmm. But he'd have found a drummer and they'd have gone on. Exactly. That's what I think would have happened. So here's a song, All My Life. It's Foo Fighters on Rock School. Something, something never comes, never leads to nothing, nothing satisfies, but I'm getting close, closer to the prize at the end of the rope. All night long, I dream of the day when it comes around and it's taken away. Leaves me with the feeling that I feel the most. Feel it come to life when I see your ghost. Okay, last break here on Rock School, and we're just going to go through the ones that obviously can't play. We're going right. to finish up with the one that you asked for. Mm-hmm. Here are some we can't play. Uh, rocker Zach Wild, the uh, guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. Plays the guitar, looks like a bullseye. That was drugs, wasn't it? No, goodness no. <gasps> he has a rare blood clotting disorder that almost killed him in 2009, wow. which was about the same time he was dropped from uh, the Ozzy Osbourne band. He uh, went on a 12-month course of medication, provides blood samples every two weeks to monitor the genetic condition. And because wow. of it, I know you think he is a humongous drug and alcohol guy. Right. Uh-uh. It would kill him. Wow, poor it guy. It would kill him. Now, he used to drink, obviously, mm-hmm. but since this thing has taken off, it's one of those where, hey, have a beer. This literally would kill me. Wow, poor so guy. So he can't do it. Yeah, he can't do it at all. Uh, Liam Gallagher. A blue, do I have this right? Yeah, a blue M&M killed him. What? Well, didn't kill him, but came close to killing him. I uh, was staying in a hotel while on vacation, found himself hungry, went for a pack of M&M's, and he went into anaphylactic shock because of a peanut allergy. And he did not know he had this peanut allergy? No, didn't know he had it. Or wow. apparently it just came to came to that. Hmm. Uh, Travis Barker was on an oh, airplane, yeah. almost died. People also in the plane died. DJ I'm... AM was with him, mm-hmm. uh, and he died at the age of 36. A plane carrying Jimmy Buffett and Bono was nearly shot down by Jamaican authorities who mistaked <laughs> the craft for a drug smuggler's airplane. No one was hurt inside of that one. Wow. Uh, and the one you wanted to finish up on. Mm-hmm. Phil Anselmo, who is the lead singer for? Pantera. There you go. Following a show in Texas, 1996, the singer for Pantera overdosed on heroin. What an idiot. I'm sorry. I just, it is to me. Uh, Caused his heart to stop beating for five minutes. Wow. Woke up in the hospital to a nurse welcoming him back from the dead. (laughs) Okay. Now, what would you not have had? You know, a a lot of stuff. Damage Mm -hmm. plan started in 2004. But you would have had, since he died in 96, you would have had cowboys from hell. Gotcha. So, and damage planned soon after, and then the death of Dimebag Daryl. Right. So my question is, would the death of Anselmo have had that great of an effect because the band appeared to have been going south and damage plan didn't last very long? I How much of an effect would have had? You think it would have just been the same? Yeah. I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah. So so we're going to finish up with Pantera. We'll see you again next week. I, I think today might have been the seventh anniversary, but last week we... You know, 
said hurrah. That'll do it. I'm Joe Burns. Monique Gregoire. Hope you don't have a near-death experience. Broke your neck, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Class is dismissed. <laughs>